This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Chelsea Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show that hopes to show Mauricio Pochettino that change is good. Uh, now, the quick-witted amongst you will have noticed that I am not Stanford Chich, who is currently living a life of luxury in France with Mrs Chich. I am, for those who don't know, Dean Mears, filling in the hot seat for a couple of weeks, and this is the Chelsea Fancast Friday night preview show ahead of our Premier League fixture with Bournemouth this Sunday, the 17th of September at 2pm. Uh, now, given the way that Chidge and JK argue most weeks on the show, you might be mistaken for thinking that Mrs. Chidge is actually JK, uh, but I can confirm that is not the case. And he is with us tonight. Uh, good evening, JK. How are you doing? Great to be on. I've never been called Mrs. Chidge before. <laughs> <laughs> are we row that much? I thought he and I were in agreement most of the time. I, I, you know, there are certain things I would disagree with him about at the moment. I think the uh, his um, his uh, slight obsession is the wrong word, but his conviction. Um, along with Martin Wickham, that um, Clear Lake are out to uh, um, deconstruct the club and um, sell it for slowly but surely for bits and pieces, and then um, um, uh, without achieving anything at all, I think is uh, premature to make this. We have this view put forward, but um, no doubt we can we can discuss that. See which which where you two both come from in this. Uh, in the, sorry, the, presumably, of course, there, you know there is, in fact, another person. It's not, not just me and you, Dean, having a chat here. There is another guest, as well as there being a Bournemouth guest, which is great. I love having uh, somebody on with an opponent's view because we know so little about oppositions and they get it. I was intrigued by the um, 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 the other day, the, the, uh, the Bournemouth guy, the, um, the West Ham chap saying how dreadful West Ham were, and then West Ham gave us a drubbing in the second half. <laughs> It was, it was uh, so, and how Chelsea would win easily. Um, I think thinking of a different, uh, a different world of Chelsea, a different era of Chelsea. Um, but in fact, yes, I said we have, of course, on with us as well. May I say this, Dean? May I introduce the next guest? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. It is, of course, the the excellent Dane Whittle, who isn't on the show enough, and I don't know why he isn't. I don't know. Are you just not available, Dane? Are you just what happened? Well, down the picking order, I think. 
I, what they're worth good to hear. Thank you. Good to hear. I think you're offered the opportunity, though, aren't? isn't everybody offered the opportunity to throw their hat in the ring and and you're last or something, or just Chidge not invite you to offer you the, the give you. The I don't have enough hats. Is that what it is? It's the hats. Okay, right, right. Well, you've got a very good hat at the moment. You've got L.A. Dodgers hat on at the moment, so ain't you? Yeah. So I was going to wear my baseball cap, but I'm growing my hair, as you may see, the little hair I've got. I'm smoothing it over rather beautifully, so I'm I'm just going with that at the moment and. Uh, uh, a slightly more bushy goatee than usual. This is for everybody listening on radio, of course. If anybody was on Zoom or we were actually on YouTube, as I'd like us to do, ultimately, um, I'd like to get everybody's opinion about that as well as to whether it would be a good, good idea to stream it live, see everybody thinks. I keep pushing for this, but Chidge isn't convinced, really. But I think we should. Um, but uh, I digress. Um, in the meantime, of course, yeah, it is the excellent Dane who... Um, um, uh, you sent me a note the other day saying, would I reply to something on Instagram? Oh, yeah. And I, and I then couldn't find how to find myself on Instagram, Mr. Mister Technology here. So I couldn't actually uh, reply to anything. So I'm sorry about that. If anybody sent a note in wanting me to reply, it wasn't through rudeness. It was through complete inept technological ineptitude. But um, that was to a it was to a fan bite, I think. So uh, yeah, it's usually to a post. Yeah, I should have been maybe a bit, bit more clear. And on that post, you'll get the obviously replies at the bottom. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Thanks for introducing me. It's nice to see you, J.K. I don't know. On the other hand, obviously seeing Dean again, I don't know if I've been deemed with babysitting duties or it's just a bit of personal punishment uh, from Chids. But I'm here anyway, and uh, it's nice to see him actually because he he's. A bit like an ex-girlfriend, you know, no contact, no texts, no calls, nothing. The uh, I don't even know what's going on with our other podcast. Yeah, we've gone cold turkey from <laughs> from went to Mo Kings Meadow. Um, but yeah, good to see you, Dane, as well. Uh, talking Chelsea men, of course, uh, this evening. Uh, now, uh, on the show tonight, in part one, we're going to react to quotes from Poch's press conference. Uh, in part two, we have Craig from Up the Cherries in All Departments or Directions. I can't remember which way it is. Uh, we're going to ask him when he comes on uh, to give us the opposition view. And then in part three, we have the time on the tradition of picking the completely wrong team and giving our predictions for the game. Uh, <laughs> Absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. Always, always, every single week, we are completely wrong. No, I think we got it right once, didn't we, recently? And then, uh, and that was a fluke, I think. But yeah, have yeah, we got, was... will you have the graphic? Will the graphic be up as well? You've got the graphic. Have you sent no it? graphics. Oh. No. oh, but I love that little bit. I love the little blue men. I'll see oh. if I can make it before we get to that part. Could you, could you ever just send me something, please? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good. Uh, now, as always, you can listen to the show live. Bye. Uh, every Monday and Friday at 7.30pm by heading to Mixler. That's mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. And joining the show via the live chat page, uh, as so many of you do. And checking in tonight, we've got Andy87, John TFC, Matt Young, Mr. Ian Burgess, uh, Diana, uh, Dallas Chelsea, uh Texas Dave as well in the house. Um so I'll try and read some comments out as we go, but that's doing two things at once. Uh not easy. Diana says Dane question mark blimey. That's how long we've not been on the show. <laughs> yeah, DJ that is then DJ on Twitter if us people were wondering. Yeah, right. So yeah, we'll be right back that's after this break um to look ahead at all things Bournemouth.
let's get straight into it then, starting with some quotes from Poch today. Um, uh, JK, he spoke to Chelsea today on a special interview they did with him uh, at the training round, I think. And he mentioned on more than one occasion about being angry about the Forest result. Um, do you feel a reaction coming from the team? Uh, not really, no. <laughs> I, 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 he can say all he wants. He was really very assertive in the uh, the press conference. And um, and some poor man at the end said, you've, you've only, you haven't won anything away for 13 matches now, stretching back five years or something, some strange quote. And he really took exception to that. And he... <laughs> And he pretended he didn't. He didn't actually understand the question and spoke to his his aide. But yeah, he was um he was at his most belligerent uh, in the press conference. I'm sorry I didn't hear the uh, the actual interview he had on the training ground. All I had was the. I presume it was much of the same. I was uh, it was all about the injuries. Um and uh, a great defence of Jackson. He just says he needs to. He's young. Needs to adapt. Get used to the Premier League. Um, trust. Uh, um, you know he's got lots of. Um, um, lots of he needs to get his confidence up, and he, he's, he, you know, in a sense, it's what you'd say about any youngster coming into play. But um, let's face it, he was really poor against Forest, so he's bound to say that he's bound to want to um, get behind his players. But I, I um, also weirdly found his English much better. I wonder whether somebody said you've actually, you know, you he was a bit rusty when he started. Whether he's been at the lessons every day for a couple of hours, which of course can help because he was much more fluent. Um, and uh, and when he didn't quite understand the language at the beginning, he waffled a lot. Whereas at this time, he was actually much more to the point. Um, because um, he, 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 somebody said, um, you know, is this is this a hangover from last season? And he said, uh, you know, that this is nothing to do with last season. You cannot blame the past. You know, all new. Um, it's only the beginning. Big thing. He said, it's only the beginning. So obviously, he's fond of the project. You know, the very fact that the Potter used that word slightly fills me with with dis despair. But um, <laughs> um, uh, I, the answer to your question once again was um, I I cannot see them. All he said is they need to be more. Um, about the final third, they need to be more uh, relaxed about the final third. But um, uh, if the ball is as aimlessly played into the penalty area as it was against Forest, with thoughtlessly, without any kind of of um, guile, let's say, they're not going to achieve anything. Um, and I know they had 70% with possession, which I suppose is a plus. It means they're passing the ball very well. But then it is completely deja vu to to last season and to an extent the season before under Tuchel with this great ability to pass the ball and look good passing the ball. Finally, there is no end product. They have got to shoot properly. They've got, you know, whether he's been having sh shooting lessons, goodness knows. I mean, I think Fernandez scored for uh, Argentina against Ecuador, which is a, a good sign. And he was asked whether um, Fernandez after the journey would be, uh, um, would be ready and fit enough. And uh, and he said, yeah, I don't see why not. No, no, slightly put out. He was put out by nearly every question. He was actually annoyed in most of the press conference. So, which I think is slightly a good thing because it means he's, he's um, uh, he, one of the other things he said was, you know, I am Chelsea, I am the coach. Because um, he was asked about whether, whether Chalabar was in his plans. And he said, Chalabar is in my plan. And every game is a must win, every game which, you know, is something that we've known since he was appointed and we knew when Potter was appointed to make much fucking difference under Potter, whether that <laughs> was the case. But um, um, he would just come in and talk bollocks at the press conference. But um, um, no, I so consequently, I was, um, 
I was impressed by him, but it doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to be impressed by the team unless he's waved a magic wand. Because uh, and he admitted he'd been playing Chilwell as a winger, which we all said, and he's been playing Colwell as left back. Well, you know they're not the the most Colwell isn't the most mobile left back, and if you compare him with actually Cole, slight difference because he's a centre centre half. And uh, and Chile, bless his cotton socks, is a is a terrific attacking fullback. But it, I think he said that most attacks came through him, and it was the percentage was great when. And then England played him in exactly the same way against Ukraine, and I'd say I think the the second England selection against. Um, uh, Scotland was uh, was much better, and Chilwell wasn't playing in it. I'm sorry to say, um, uh, you just seem to get the combination of Bellingham and uh, I don't normally watch England, I have to say, but I fancied watching the Scotland game just because I wanted to see whether they'd give us a drubbing or not, and we completely outclassed them. You, except for a period where Maguire played like a complete ass, <laughs> collected can, we're picking Maguire. I mean, that's sort of there's a madness in that. You pick all the other players who are in form, but the centre half who doesn't actually play for Man United ever gets picked and gives kicks the ball in his own net. Um, but uh, but but I digress. Um, the whole Chilwell thing, uh, he's saying there isn't anybody else to play left wing. And to be fair, they're not, you know, Mudrik didn't have a great game for Ukraine. Mudrik is clearly still work in progress if, if it ever it's going to work. Um, uh, I think it's going to be interesting for the selection when we get onto that. If if you were Chidge now, Dean, you'd say, uh, you'd say, yes, 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 but part three, part three, part three. And, uh, and I'd go, oh God, sorry. Um, but uh, um, I think he's going to... Uh, It'd be interesting to see where Palmer plays because Palmer is a really terrific left winger. Does that mean that he changes the whole pattern? I mean, I think I think it's another it's another really important game. They're all every single game in the Premier League is important, but also for our status as a as a it really is a must win. He's talking about every game being a must win, but I think in order to get themselves away from the bottom half, they just have to stamp on Bournemouth and uh, um, and teach them a lesson. Which I think they're capable of doing with the players. The trouble is, is is the it's the lack of experience and the fact they haven't played together. And some of them have got such such um, so few appearances in the Premier League. I mean, you'd have thought that Caicedo and uh, Fernandez as a um, as a pairing would be really brilliant for the team, for any team. Um, but uh, you know, once again, do you say it's work in progress? You know, let's give them a chance if they finish fourteenth. Well, you know, next year they'll be better. Or do you go, actually, you no, know, as we said last season, you've got to finish in the top four, uh, even if it is work in progress, because you've got to qualify the Champions League. And it's Chelsea. I don't know if, if any of you heard of this, the interview that Begovic had during the week. Mm. Where he, said, he said, I'm not used to this at all. When I was at Stamford Bridge, it was just nothing but world-class players, all of them playing for, I mean, I have to say that all, all of them have been playing for their countries. But he said, you know, it was it was top players from Bayern, it was top players from Barcelona, it was top players from Real Madrid who were playing. Um, but having said that, <laughs> were they a very good side when he was playing? I don't know. Um, round about the houses here. My my answer to your question is, uh, um, uh, uh, no, uh, yeah, the first question is <laughs> completely. But um, what, what did you say? Were, was it were they going to win? Was, was a reaction coming? What was what, what was the reaction to what what to to, to um, the forest? Oh, to to Forest, um, yeah, they need to react. Absolutely right. They need to they need to beat them. In in a in a deep. I mean, a, a, Chidge is a great one for it. Doesn't matter if they uh, how they win. If they win, I want them to win well. I want them to win. I want critics to be off our backs. I want even so early on in the season. I want them to win really well, which I think they've got the potential for doing. I just wonder whether there are too many 
youths in it. I mean, Gusto is now fullback for the foreseeable future. You know, I mean, the bizarre thing he said in the press conference about um, uh, uh, Rhys James being ready, possibly in the next international break. You just think, God, you know, how long is a piece of string? Is this going to go on and on and on? You know, the next one. I thought he was, he only had a slight strain about a month ago. So um, you just accept the fact that Gusto is not the same player. Hope he's 20. Hope he gets better. Looks potentially excellent. Um, but bear with it. You know, it's like bearing with these things. So we're in this weird world of having to win, but at the same time having to bear with this group of players who are very young, deliberately structured by the club, and are a work in progress. So, um, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I've been impressed with with Potch since he's come in. You know what he says in the press conferences and and to the that was the best. That was the best conference for me today. Yeah, best. I mean compared to Potter, I suppose anything's better. Oh. But oh, would you think that you know, despite the good words and as J.K. says, you know, we can't finish fourteenth. You know, does he need to start getting results this early on? Well, but so as you going back to what J how J.K. ended, you know, we is it a work? Well, it is obviously a work in progress, isn't it? And. Uh, a plan and all those cliches that, that, that Potter said last year. Uh, he intrigues me. He really intrigues me, Pochettino. I, I, I usually like watching a, a a manager's presser. I sort of stopped last year under Potter. Uh, uh, yeah, without being ignorant, I just I just wasn't getting anything out of it. But with with Pochettino, you know, you can tell he's a very intelligent man, very likable man. Uh, clearly, someone who uh, clearly a football man who you know eats, sleeps and drinks the game. Although going back to what Jay, I really agree with, with another point that JK made that, and I always thought it was a game plan by him and his presses, you know, he has a tendency to waffle on a bit and maybe I'm wrong and it's the language barrier, but I think he sort of does it on purpose to deter and move the person who asked the question away from his original point. Like if he doesn't want to answer it, you would see sort of like you would waffle on and he would take you down a road and even I'd be like, "What was the question again?" Uh, but I, I, I do believe he was he was a lot better today, like J.K. said. And it, you know, it's 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 it is football. It is. I actually saw something quite interesting in the week on our spending. And if you just think about the money spent, not the players and how many come in. If you think about the money spent, could and should we have purchased better? Because it was a hell of a lot of money spent. Only time will tell, like your question. Only time will tell if this is going to be a massive success. If uh, the ingredients of the coaching staff and the players come together to make that perfect meal. It's, it's you know, there's no divine right, is there? And we've seen, we've seen Manchester United sort of go through it now, aren't we? After being so successful for a lot of our lives. Uh, when I was a kid, more Liverpool, you know, remember that I only won the, the league for the first time in... In 30 years, wasn't it? Although it don't count because it was in COVID times. So, uh, and, uh, you know, Arsenal potentially coming back after having a bit of a barren spell, you know, a cup team for the last, say, 10, 12 years, you know, they have to win something. So there's no divine right for us. It might just be our time. It will be hard. It'll be desperate, but it might just be our time to, to, to go with it. There's a lot more competitors now. There's a lot more challenges. As I sort of mentioned, a hell of a lot more money in the team. So it's going to be hard. So we can only obviously hope and pray that we get it right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Puch seemed quite relaxed in, in the pressure, I think, as well, saying, you know, it was just the small details that needed to click for us uh, for things to fall into place. And 
Yeah, he does seem very content. I do give him that. He does seem very content. He's not one. To, he's not going to slag off the, uh, you know, the, the people who, who give him a job and the people he has to answer to. He's very happy and he says that. But I just hope they've maybe they've got that madness away. I was going to give him the benefit of the doubt because uh, I knew, you know, with the, the signings that, that came in and we'd have to a couple of casualties would have to go. And I was going to give him the benefit of doubt. Uh, I might have been irked a little bit if Connor went. I think that might have been a one too many uh, out the door. But I was going to give them the benefit of the doubt. But and it clearly seems that he is he is happy. But he also he made a couple of points today that uh, you know well maybe they have got the madness away of the of, of of that first proper summer of spending. And now you know things have to settle down. And maybe he will have a say more. And maybe if a bid comes in, he can say no. I don't want to sell this player. He, he sort of alluded to that on on a couple of statements, I believe today. Yeah, he did, and it also was the press got to see the training today. It was an open training session for the for the press, and they commented on the um the good spirit they saw within the mm. camp, the players. Um, so I think it was lacking last season. So, you know, maybe we should just you know trust the process for now. Um, but I always say you know progress without results is just failure. Um, yeah. so you know, there will be pressure pretty soon if you, we don't start picking up a few wins and. You know, Paul Crowder, you know, a big favourite of the show, says, you know, these are the easy games. We've only won one. Um, so <laughs> hopefully we can get some more. Um, we're going to go for another break now because our guest is in the waiting room waiting to come in and talk about our opposition for Sunday in Bournemouth. Uh, so we will be right back after this very short break. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the Boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chels. Footballfancast.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. When you follow a big team like Chelsea, one of the most frustrating things is not being able to get a ticket for the match, especially when it's away and not live on TV in the UK. What can you do? Get updates from your mates? Follow online commentary? Listen to the radio? Let's face it, it's not the same as actually watching the match live, is it? NordVPN have the solution to every football supporter's matchday problems when they can't watch the match live. NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match, and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. It's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices – it's a bargain. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. The Opposition View. Uh, welcome back to the Chelsea Fancast uh, Friday night preview show. Time now for the Opposition View and I'm delighted to welcome... Craig Beasley from up the cherries in all departments. 
That's the one. Yeah, yeah. it's a I'm bit of a tough directions in this clip now. It's part two. Um, Craig, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? Yeah, all good, mate. All good. Um, pleased to see the back of the international break. It's boring, isn't it? Um, let's be honest. Scotland and the game against Ukraine wasn't particularly very good. Um, well, the British game was okay, actually. I don't normally watch it. I just wanted to see if there'd be any fights, you know, or they'd beat us. And we actually were absolutely excellent. We really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were. But I mean, what's his name? Bellingham is really fantastic. Oh, he's an outstanding player. Outstanding player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like you. Normally, I'd go, "Oh God, two weeks off, we can't bear this," you know. But bloody hell, yeah. it was it was, it was um, intriguing to see. As I said earlier, the, the talking about it is that that um, um, he sort of got gets it right and then plays Maguire, and you just suddenly think, "What strange planet is the manager on?" You know. But uh, yes, but then yeah. slags everyone off afterwards for yeah. uh, criticizing Maguire, even though he played him out of form for two yeah. seasons. Exactly, and he scores a dreadful own goal. So, mm. Okay. But that's that's that dismissed. Yes, okay. So, what do you get up to in the two weeks off, Craig? What do you do? Well, what's funny is um, I've been acclimatizing back. To be fair, um, because the for the Spurs game um, and also the Brentford game, I was actually in firstly Abu Dhabi, then Dubai, and then uh, went off to India. So, um, yeah, I just need to show off, eh, mate. <laughs> so yeah, it's been it's, it's been nice. It's been nice, but um, yeah, I'll be there at Dean Court on Sunday, um, first game back, and yeah, hopefully we can spring a bit of a surprise because um, we do have quite a good track record against Chelsea, don't we? Other mm -hmm. than last season, of course. Yes, no, very very true. But um, yeah, some of the games throughout the years. Um, of course, there was that one nil win. Um, I think it was Dan Gosling, wasn't it, that scored the goal? Um, of course, nobody can forget the four nil as well. Um, some of so us, some of us, are still traumatically, uh, <laughs> and I had forgotten actually, had managed to erase it. But yeah. you, you have brought it up again, so thank you, mate. So yeah, yeah sorry about that. <laughs> and that bit may be quiet for the rest of your definitely blackballed this one. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and they were good you were very good also how how was a terrific manager you could just see how good how was at the time actually i was i was bemused by his sacking um as i as i am bemused by uh um your there was o'neill being sacked i just found that absolutely yeah. bizarre what what what's your view on that craig to be honest eddie howe is an absolute legend at this football club i think it was a mix of the two um, so why Eddie Howe left was firstly, he looked very, very jaded at the end of that season. Um, we finished the season with a win, but of course it was the COVID period. Um, and certain players, Josh King, uh, Ryan Fraser, let him down quite heavily. And I think, you know, he, he just showed... Maybe that you know, he, he was there was just the frustrations. There was just all the frustrations that come out. Um, I think part of it was probably the board, you know, saying, "Look, we've been relegated." You know, thank you for everything you've done. But I think part of Eddie was like, "I need a break. I need a rest. I need yeah, to." Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people that have upset me and let me down this season. And I need to recharge those batteries. And what he did in, you know, and to, sorry to go off subject, but in those couple of years that he had off, he went over to Spain 
and he studied from some of the top yes, coaches. Simeone, didn't he? he? He learned how to be a complete... But no, no, I thought he had shithouse tactics most of the time with Bournemouth, actually. Yeah. You know, if the 1-0, I remember, they spent most of the time um, lying on the floor after the one goal, all, all the Bournemouth players. So I thought that was that was that was top Simeone before he'd even even studied under him. <laughs> but I think you know that was really the the, the Eddie Howe. Um, Eddie Howe is brilliant. He's an absolute legend. We wouldn't even be anywhere near to this level if it wasn't for him. Um, going on to Gary O'Neill. Um, as soon as it happened, I'm a big Gary O'Neill fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought most most of the Bournemouth people I've found I've spoken to loved him, I have to say. Well, um, there is segments of our fan base that are quite critical and quite horrible, to be perfectly honest about him. Um, you know, unfortunately, some of the Bournemouth fans do let themselves down um, with some of the comments. But I think Gary O'Neill, you know, did a tremendous job after what he had to take over. A 9-0 thrashing away at Liverpool. I was there that day and I walked out of Anfield and I thought, how are we going to stay in the Premier League? I, we were terrible. We were terrible. We sat back. Scott, to be fair, when I think back to it, Scott Parker did this the previous season as well. He did it against Derby County and we got beat by them. He did it against Reading. We should have been about 5-0 up at half-time. He decided to make some stupid tactical decisions, just sat right back, should have really been beaten. Peterborough, we didn't win. And Scott Parker did that, you know, the pr uh, previous season. And he did it against Liverpool and he got found out heavily. And then he, he had the audacity to then complain about, you know, the, the owner, Maxim Denham, who was fantastic. You know, he was really, really supportive. Hasn't got the pot of gold that Foley has got, um, but at the same time, you know, really did back Eddie, back Scott Parker, back Jason Tindall. Um, Jason. But what I would say is that Gary O'Neill, once he come in, he got the best possible result he could do, and that was a nil-nil draw against Wolves, steady the ship, and then we went on from there. And between that Liverpool game and that Southampton game, which we lost 1-0, which was a terrible performance, mind, every other team in the Premier League had been beaten. And I think he deserves a lot of credit. He will keep Wolves up this season, regardless of what some of our fans say. He will keep Wolves up. Um, there's definitely three teams worse than us, three teams worse than Wolves. Um, but... I was a big fan of his. I was shocked when he was sacked. I was quite angry when he was sacked. You know, the names that were being mentioned was Jesse Marsh. Um, you know, I know he's a great player for Chelsea and I know that he was a manager as well. But Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard were all mentioned. And I thought, no, I don't want any of these. When Iriola was mentioned, I thought, right, OK, that makes sense. What they've done is they've sacked Gary O'Neill because they know that they've got to take this opportunity to get Iriola in, otherwise it's going to go. Yeah, it's been a, a tough start to the season, Craig, for you, hasn't it? I mean, four games in, you haven't won yet, but you know, yeah. it's not been kind either, has it? West Ham, Liverpool, Spurs, and then Brentford. I mean, how would you assess that start? I mean, the result's not great, but some games it's, you probably wouldn't expect to win anyway. It's tough, and it's only going to get tougher, to be honest, mate. Um, you know, 
Chelsea are not the Chelsea from last season. You will, you know, turn it round, and I'm sure that you know you will be up there fighting for those Champions League places again. Um, of course, we've got them Brighton away. You know, Brighton at home might have been a bit more manageable, but Brighton away, and then we've got Arsenal at home. So it's not going to get easier, and there's no easy games in the Premier League. Um, Liverpool and Spurs were bonus games, you know, in my view. Spurs have started very well, as have Liverpool. Um, what I would say, though, is the West Ham and the Brentford games, there's things that have been really positive, our attacking play, you know, pressing on the front foot, but also there's things that have concerned me so far, and that's more defensively uh, minded. Um, I think the quality of the squad has gone up. Um, have the results? Would Gary O'Neill have got more better results than what Iriola had has so far? I think he probably would have. I think he probably would have. But I think Iriola in the long run, will be a very, very good manager for this football club. I've got full faith in him. It's just a case that that transition period, but he's got to he's got to get points on the board quite quickly. Um, and especially following the Arsenal game, we've got, you know, three fixtures that we should and have to get points from, to be perfectly honest. Um, we've got Everton, in that um, run, as well as Burnley um, and Wolves as well, Wolves themselves. So really, he has to get everything <laughs> right before those three games. Otherwise, if we don't get a good return from those, and we're sitting after 10 games, you know, looking, well, in the relegation zone, I think there'll be a lot of questions to be answered. Can you tell me, is, is Brooks getting back to his best form? Because he was always a terrific player until he uh, got injured. Um, and well, yeah. like, he had cancer, didn't he? Didn't he? Have yes, cancer? yeah. And luckily he had the all clear. It, in fact, it was the, he got the all clear on the day of the Nottingham Forest game where we was promoted. Um, so it was a double celebration. Um, David Brooks, a lovely guy, so mm -hmm. down to earth, uh, model professional. And he is getting back to his best. I was always a little bit concerned. And, you know, from seeing glimmers last season, you know, not on the pitch, but more on the training pitch, I did think, is Brooks going to be able to get back to where he was? And it would have been a crying shame if he didn't. But I think based on what we've seen so far, he is. And, you know, full credit to him. He, he scored get for Wales against Latvia in the week as well. So I think, you know, I've got full confidence that he will be have a big, big part to play this season. And Solanke appears to be uh, doing OK, actually, because he, he, he obviously an ex-Chelsea player. Yes. He, he uh, Every time I see him, I'm impressed, to, to be honest. I keep thinking he leads the line very well. Mm -hmm. He's much more skillful than I rem ever remember him being at the bridge, I have to say. He's not an out-and-out -out goal scorer, as you, you probably know. Um, you know, he's not that poacher. Um, you know, he won't score, you know, as many goals as somebody like Harry Kane in a season. You know, at the end of the day, he's playing for Bournemouth, you know, so he probably wouldn't. But at the same time, it's what else he does. He drops back into that midfield. He'll then set things up. He's not a greedy forward. He doesn't take snapshots. 
what he'll do is he'll look for the best position. He's he trying to set people up a lot. It's impressive, actually. Yeah. Yeah, he does. And um, Phil Billing, um, or as we should call him now, Philip, if for some reason he's changed his name on the back of the shirt. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't understand that whatsoever. But what he does very, very well is he sets him up quite a lot. Jefferson Lerm, when he was here, used to get in on that act as well. Um, we do miss him, actually. Um, but I think Solanke is a real asset. I wasn't surprised that West Ham were interested in him. Um, I would quite like somebody to sit there alongside him. I don't think Kiefer Moore is the answer, who is the other option that we yeah. have. Or uh, Semenyo is probably too much like Solanke. I think we need a poacher, somebody who will be there, you know, around the box, be a bit more greedy, score those goals, you know, do all the dirty work up front because Solanke will drop back. He, he, He's such a talented player, but like I say, he's not an out-and-out goal scorer. But he does bring other players into the game, though. That's the who are the who, who are the midfield outstanding players in the midfield? Well, um, to be honest, the midfield is probably our strength. Um, Marcus Tavernier. Um, Cook, Cook was very good. I remember in the game last year. I thought he yeah, played... Lewis Cook, outstanding, yeah. outstanding yeah. player. Um, not really getting his game as much. But um, I would say Joe Rothwell is a player, of course, signed from Blackburn after we was promoted. He's a very, very good midfielder. Um, probably doesn't have the pace, but he does have, you know, the passing. Um, you know, he can pick out a pass from anywhere. So he's very, very talented. Um, on the left-hand side, of course, we have recently signed um, from uh, Leeds, uh, Sinistera, uh Lewis Sinistera. Um, so he he looks like he'll probably get the nod. Um Justin Cliver as well. Um yeah. son of Patrick. Um he's looking very, very good. Um seems to be the option for um Iriola off the bench. Not so much, you know, a starting place. I did think that maybe he would get the nod you know, um, in the most recent game. But no, um, it seems like he is more favoured off the bench. Um, Tavernier is a decent player, isn't he? Tavernier always strikes me as being... Tavernier is excellent. You know, I don't know if anybody's seen his goal from last season against Fulham, but it was outstanding. Fantastic shot right into the top-hand corner. Um, you know, very very. We start at the weekend. I mean, any any idea what the team will be? Any? I mean, we're we're crap at prophesying what the team will be. I have to say, so we're happy for you to be completely rubbish. But it'd be nice to know if you've got an idea. So, you know, we um, can, you know, he's quite decent. It really does depend if you know certain players are back. So, of course, we signed Tyler Adams, um, from Leeds as well. Um, we seem to be upsetting Leeds quite a lot these days, um, which is always quite a nice thing to do. Um, but also Alex Scott. <laughs> yes, you know, there's a great history of us hating Leeds. So, you know, anything anything you do to piss them off, we'd be very pleased about. Well, they smashed our town up in 1990. So, yeah. Basically destroyed Bournemouth in 1990. But, um, yes, so there's no love lost here. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good piece of information to know, actually. Yeah, Because I'm, I'm the oldest 
youngest member of our podcast and I, I have memories of being spat at by Leeds fans in 1970 after we won the replay at Old Trafford. So, uh, you know, and, and having seen them just kick us off the pitch in, uh, in so many games in the 60s, it's just, it, it stays what with me. It do, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. But the trouble is, is is uh, the youngsters think that Spurs are the enemy, and I go, no, no, you've all got it wrong. It's Leeds completely. It's, that's the song. We all hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds, and we all hate Leeds and Leeds and Leeds and Leeds. We all fucking hate Leeds and Leeds. That's the song. You know, you've got to go with that. You know, so. exactly. Yeah, we fucking hate Leeds as well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're both pleased. We, we is got... he a good player, Adam? Is he a good player, Adam? Because we were, we were. Yeah, yeah, no, he is. They'll, they'll love him. They'll love him. You know, I've watched his game for a long time. He's a, a breaker up of play. Puts his foot in. He's a wind up merchant. You know, a tough tackler. He'll pass the ball off. He does the dirty work. I think. We obviously we were very close to signing him, and I think he would, Chelsea fans would have liked him. You know, it, stereotypically, a lot of Chelsea fans burned bridges with uh, US players because of Pulisic, and 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 you had that social media freaking nonsense in between, where back and forths from from across the pond regarding him and his performances. But I think uh, Tyler Adams would have would have uh, won fans over with his just his his all round display. Yes, that's a, that's a good signing. For you a lot. I think what he'll do is he'll go into that Lerma role, that defensive midfield role. Um, you know, it's just, hopefully he'll be back for the weekend um and be able to make his debut with us. That would be ideal. Um we do have some injury problems, um, but you know, and of course Alex Scott, you know, one of the highest rated youngsters in football at the moment, um, is on our books as well. I always think this is always a bit of a risk when you sign somebody like that because, you know, we've signed him. It's it's not a small fee from Bristol City. Um, well, it probably is compared to what Todd Bowley's spending. But um, <laughs> at, the, <laughs> at the same time, there is that risk that, you know, can he make the step up? You know, everybody says he can. I hope he can. I think he can. But... I think the proof is going to be there when he, he plays on that pitch. And, you know, when we signed Lewis Cook, now Lewis Cook, you know, tremendous player, but is he as good as some people expected him to be? It's been very unlucky with injuries. And you could probably say some people are saying that maybe his time is limited at Bournemouth, um, which is crying shame because it's mainly been because of those injuries. Um, why he's not had a prolonged run in a squad for a period of time. I've got a question, Craig. Actually, I've got two, but the second one's more a jovel tool one. You know, just when you mentioned, obviously, what you paid for the for the Bristol lad and how much Bowley has spent, it's always interesting to see what a sport of another club actually thinks of us. You know, it's hard to have conversations with rivals because they let their, uh, their loyalty and their hatred towards us and their club like overall their... Uh, you know their, their comments but I suppose just from you like looking in you know how do you see us you know view us you've had a takeover as well in recent years you know just for money spent you know I suppose looking in do you think we're a bit of a circus or would you like to be in our shoes or I had this conversation um I had uh Michael Greco on my show um talking about Chelsea and extenders yeah. Michael Greco yes Beppe DeMarco and um my view, and we discussed this at quite some length, is that Todd Bowley has found a loophole, and that loophole wasn't closed. 
And to be honest, any anybody in his shoes, you know, and who spots a loophole, business people will do it all the time, will take advantage of that. So in my view, although, yeah, I think some Bournemouth fans, if you ask the wrong Bournemouth fan, they'd probably say, yeah, it's fuck. It's unfair, you know, Chelsea are cheating and all this. I don't see it like that. I see it as a case of Todd Bowley's found something, taken advantage of it. Of course, it has subsequently been closed up a little bit more, but he's an intelligent man. Um, and to be honest, I'd be quite happy being in your shoes. I think, you know, we're pleased with what we've got in Bill Foley, but... I don't blame Todd Bowley at all for what he's done. Probably the only thing I would say is, is all the, and probably throwing this back at you guys, do you think that money has been spent sensibly? I, I said earlier, that's what I said earlier. Yeah, there's a hell of a lot of money and it's only time will tell. But yeah, it's the only thing I worry about personally is, 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 you know, it has to be a success. You know, we have to have that 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 revenue coming in from from winning games, from trophies, uh, qualifying for the Champions League, yeah. uh, for it to succeed. Because there's a lot coming out every season, and you know, the same sort of model in in MLB, Major League Baseball, and it's easier to get rid of players uh, in baseball rather than it is here, as we found when they tried to get clearly on the on the day, a couple of days before the transfer window, and they tried to get Chaloba, Matson. And Gallagher out the door by accepting fees, I believe, from Forest. Uh, I can't remember. Matson was Burnley. I can't, was it Tottenham bidding for Gallagher? Whether he would have gone because he's a proper Chelsea boy, I do not know. But yeah, and then putting pressure on these players to go and just seeing it as money rather than than the talent they are. But yeah, only time will tell. And the other one, the, the more of a cheeky. I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit ignorant thinking because you're obviously a smaller club. You have more access to maybe the players and the management and when you're just talking about Eddie Howe obviously I linked him straight to obviously Jason Tindall who's becoming a bit of a laughing uh character on on Twitter and and obviously when people notice uh, how how he is you know when he goes to shake managers hands and all that and I just ignorantly wondered if you did have a relationship with him like knew him or or know anything about him just to give us another point of view because it's so easy with social media to lead you one way and it's obviously not the true one I find it quite funny to be honest, um, it's a very, very good question. Um, I didn't, I didn't know Eddie that well. I've met Eddie on a number of occasions. Um, very, very, you know, approachable man. Um, keeps his cards close to his chest, but you know, he's always. And in fact, once I saw him down the beach, and he turned around, and he was more worried about not what was going on the pitch that if I was going to fall over this chain that was trying holding this like effectively like this terrace up um, where he was sat, but yeah, a lovely, lovely guy, Jason Tindall. Um, I've met so many more times. Um, and he is a character. <laughs> he is a character. He's a brilliant character. Um, we do have some good characters and one of the best characters. He's still part of the club to this day. Um, I know him very, very well. A lovely man, Steve Fletcher. Without Steve Fletcher, Tom Stryker, the big, 
big yes. unit of a striker. Yeah, he yes. played for yeah. Sheffield Wednesday, didn't he? After uh, Bur- he played for Burnley as well, didn't he? That Steve Fletcher is that right? No, 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 no. That's another Steve Fletcher. Um, oh yeah, our Steve Fletcher played with us league, yeah. for a long, long period of time. Um, he played for Chesterfield and Hartlepool. He's originally from Hartlepool. Right. Um, and also we signed him back from Crawley Town. And in fact, it's it is on the channel. So mm-hmm. it's well worth watching actually his interview because it really goes into what a lower league player is like. But um he's he's just brilliant with all the fans. You know, he's he's a laugh, he's great fun to be around, and you know, he you know, I, I I know him very, very well, and um, as do many Bournemouth fans. And yeah, there is that because we are a smaller club, there is people that you get to know a lot more and they integrate themselves more, which I guess probably doesn't happen so much at Chelsea. Um, it used to, it used to years ago, and it mm. does with the older players now who are the mm-hmm. ambassadors or, or players that we can uh, interview, and, and we have a special. Um, series of evenings at uh, at a club in uh, Earl's Court called the Troubadour, where we interview past players and uh, and invite people to come along and, and ask questions. And they're very successful. People love love the history. I just think it's it's difficult to gain any kind of uh, access to any players nowadays uh, at Chelsea in the first in twenty years. Will it, J.K.? Say again, sorry. Well, it won't happen in twenty years' time, will it? Players yeah. from today coming back. Well, I'm intrigued if it does. Actually, it's unlikely, isn't it? See, right. our players nowadays, they will, you know, they will still speak to the fans. They still go out the same entrance, the front entrance. Um, so I think there's a certain type of player that we've gone for and a certain type of player that Eddie, you know, brought into the club. I think there's only one player that probably didn't do that, and that was Jordan Ibe, and um, he was successful, wasn't he? Um, but, you know, from we're proud of our history, in fact. Um, because it's a history that is, it's like that rags to riches story. You know, we've got nearly gone bust so many times. You know, of course, we had the Winter Gardens um, where everybody was collecting buckets and even Southampton fans were putting in. Um, we had 2008, bailiffs were taking stock away from the club's store. Um, that's when Eddie first came on board couldn't pay a transfer fee to a player. Steve Fletcher would come in or free, you know, he had to really wheel and deal um, back then. It's not like a, at Newcastle nowadays. Um, yeah, we've, we've nearly gone out of business so many times throughout our history, but you know what? That actually makes our journey even more satisfying. Mm. Um, we know it's probably going to come to an end one day that journey and we could end up dropping into I hope we wouldn't ever drop into League One or the League Two ever again. But you know, I think the journey will probably come to an end one day. But what a journey to have been on. Similar to ours though, Craig, me and obviously Dean's a lot younger, but me and JK would have remembered JK a lot before me as well. Remembered 80s when I first started going in the late 80s, we had buckets like you said, saved a bridge. So to see that massive turnaround that we've seen Obviously, yeah. JK first one in the 60s. Is that right, JK? 60s or 50s? or 50s, I went in. So you've seen a massive turnaround. So I was I'm so grateful for that. That's why I'm quite relaxed on social media. I remember going as a baby, though, Dean. That was one. No. I <laughs> don't remember that. But there was a, there was a, I was in the, the, the game, the last, the, the home game, 
uh, against Forest, and there was a baby there, and I was just thinking, blimey, what a future you've got if the, mm. uh, the chap brought. I'm trying to think how they got him in because my dad just used to, my dad had a season ticket, used to lift me up over the turnstile. He was even doing that when I was 25 nurse ago. <laughs> he was he was he was doing that when I was when I was six, and because the seats were bizarrely bigger. Um, this was before they were wider. This is before the, the new stand was was built. It was a wooden stand, and the the seats were were so high to actually accommodate for people wearing trilbies. That was when it was first built. So you had very very big steps because people always wore hats. So I yeah. remember thinking, from when I was little, I remember thinking, "Oh, these steps are enormous for getting up the step." But <laughs> um, but I can only I remember Jimmy Greaves um, scoring four in his uh, the last game he played. But that's only because. The bloke behind said that Greaves does nothing. Just nothing at all. All he does is just stand about. And, and my dad said, "Yeah, but he just stands about, gets the ball, and just kicks it in the, in the goal." Pretty good idea to do that. He scored four, you know, by the end of the game. Yeah, he's, he is quite good. I admit it. Then he was transferred. But other than that, they, you know, my memories are are of, Do of of Doherty's Diamonds, Tommy Doherty's team, which was a fantastic side and based on the youth. And that's why we're all very keen on youth players getting in and to actually see possibly the academy being decimated by the new owners or, or just used as a, a means of getting money in it's just yeah. something we're finding quite difficult to deal with at the moment and and yet you know there and in fact there are arguments at the moment that the new owners are are asset stripping and uh um and the way they're they're working the whole thing out is is kind of instant success or if not they'll just put all the prices up and uh and somehow the club will will fall into a large hole um but uh, and we'll be back with buckets and uh, <laughs> putting a putting a, a quid in the in the in the bucket for another save the bridge campaign. But except that won't happen because of the the Chelsea pitch owners. Do you know mm. this, this setup where the the, uh, the 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 name Chelsea and the ground is owned by the fans, which is what Bates Bates um, inaugurated um, when he when he created the the save the bridge setup. So that no nobody could ever come in and 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 build on the on the ground without the the fans' permission, without the safe, without the um, the Chelsea pitch owners' permission. That was one of the best things that, mm. that Bates did. In fact, I mean, other than saving the club, you know, pretty good thing to have done. So, I think we the sale as well. Yeah, I did. Yeah. You, know that, you know that thing we went to um, uh, the under the bridge thing when they had all the nineteen eighty three eighty four side in. I had no. Recently, I had no idea, and Bates was there, that he had given money to every single player to buy a flat in 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 uh, near the near Chelsea. Yeah. So he'd just given them money because he just comes across as this, you know, dodgy businessman. And the actual fact, and every one of those players hugged him and went up and and you know couldn't they couldn't not speak high you know they spoke so highly of him fantastic to be with ken who's such a great man you know he lent me he let me gave me 40 grand to buy a flat you know you kind of thing you're thinking we had a completely different vision of him as a as an owner of the club i've gone off on a tangent here craig forgive me <laughs> oh that's fine no problem at all <laughs> yeah. uh, gonna, craig i'm gonna get you to um now your colors to the mask i know you mentioned earlier you've had some pretty good results against chelsea uh, yes. in recent years and you would have seen the struggle against nottingham forest to break them down do you think you're going to get something from this game? I'm not going to bet against my own team. But I don't think we'll get the three points. I think Chelsea will come back fighting after that result. And I think a one-all draw, um, I'd be happy with that. I'd be happy with that. This is a bonus game. Um, the games against, you know, the top six are 
and the top six remain the top six, you know, traditionally. So Man United, Man City, uh, Arsenal, yourselves, um, Spurs, and uh, of course, Liverpool as well. Those are all bonus games. And, um, you know, I'd be happy with a point from this. You know, three points, I'd be absolutely delighted. Um, and I'm sure there'd be a lot of questions from Chelsea fans about what's going wrong. But, um, yeah, I, I can't see three. I can't see us getting the three points. Um, I think we're just going to have to wait a little bit longer. I'll be honest, I think we'll have to wait until that Everton game. If we don't beat Everton, oh, crikey, I don't know what we're going to do if we don't beat Everton because they're crap. <laughs> they are toilet. <laughs> Although I would say, JK reminded me earlier, the West Ham fan we had on a few weeks ago said that they were terrible and we would beat them. And yeah. That didn't go too well. Um, just quite quickly before you go, if you tell sort of the listeners and that what your channel's about and where people can find you and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. So the channel is called Up the Cherries in All Departments. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we've got the YouTube channel as well. So we've got interviews there. Like I say, um, Michael Greco, Beppe DeMarco in EastEnders did ours. In fact, I had a great conversation with him. Um, did you know that he actually played alongside Maradona once? That that is another, clearly another story. Wow. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, <laughs> and it is verified because I was actually there. And I was oh. like, was you at that? Was you at that um, soccer aid? It was soccer aid in 2006. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, funny enough, I was there because I was in Manchester on the off chance for one day. So, um, yeah, it was um that was quite a story. Um, but we've got all sorts of uh, sorry going on a tangent. We've got that Harry Redknapp on about seven times. Wow. Um, yeah, loads and loads of interviews. Do check out that Steve Fletcher one as well. Um, because it's quite interesting. Um, James Hater, all the names from the past. So yeah, do check us out, give us a subscription and um let us know what you think. How long till you get Michael B. Jordan on then? Do you know what? I've tried. I've tried, but I think it's going to be a bit difficult to get Adonis Creed. I did watch his movie on the plane twice on the way to Abu Dhabi. Um, I had a little bit too much time on my hands, so I was just sat there. I can't fall asleep on a plane. So I thought, right, okay, I'll watch Adonis 3. And I thought, what else is there? The Super Mario movie? So I watched it again. Um, and a very sensitive cocaine bear was on there as well. <laughs> right, Craig, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm sure Chid will get you back on for the reserve reverse fixture uh, at Stanford Bridge in the future. Um, some good comments on Mixler as well. Uh, we'll say Texas Dave said, um, don't tell him, but he's back for to go down because you seem like a nice fellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> we'll make no. a link uh, to all your stuff in the description um, of the episode. Um, we're going to go for a break now and then we're going to come back and get our team selection wrong as per usual uh, to join us after this short break. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. 
Your mate's already got booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome back then to the final part of the Chelsea Fan Class Friday Night Preview Show. Um, JK, before we get on to the team news and the team selection, I, I want to ask, do you think, as, as Poch had his Conte moment, you know, after that 3-0 at Arsenal where he said, right, that's it, I'm going to change it. Well, it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? With Willis Conte moment being that he doesn't play Chilwell at left back. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, at left winger, I should say. Will it be that he plays um, uh, four at the back, one of whom is a left back? I mean, I don't know who the left back would be. It can't be Chalabar because he's uh, it would be an option. Can't be Badia Shield. Badia Shield is coming back. He's almost back uh, to form um, to to out of injury. He's training with the first team. Um, so I still think it'll be that we're going to get onto this, obviously. But I, I, yeah, I think it'll. Um, uh, I think we'll see a different team, and I think we'll see a different angle. So in which case, uh, that may be whether that's not not a a Conte moment because I think Conte managed to. Um, confuse everybody by playing this alien formation nobody had ever seen before three at the back with two wing backs because that was an era where that kind of thing was considered quite novel and I think that's what confused everybody because everybody was playing four but um if Poch enjoys playing four that's what he likes to do or what is it four two three one um what fits with four three two one I think I can't we can't forget that I think the whole thing was based around in Kunku um, mm-hmm. and, and his injury has t- torn everything apart. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why they decided not to buy a striker or perhaps there wasn't anybody available. Um, but uh, at the moment, it, it just having um, Jackson on his own up there doesn't seem to work for me. If um, And Chilwell, for all his, his excellence, perhaps isn't the player that Cole would be, uh, Cole, I call him Cole, Cole Palmer would be. Um, I don't know because Cole Palmer came in and played midfield, didn't he? In the, in the um, uh, as a sub in the Forest game, where in actual fact he's a left wing. He plays left was playing left winger for City. Um, so you had the two. You and I think he played with Madweke again during the week in the under twenty ones, and he was left wing and Madweke was right wing. So does he just do the same pairing? You know, Madweke just seems to be the same player he was um, before his injury last season at the end of the season, mm-hmm. but it still offers a. You know, there's something happening when he's on the pitch in a way that um, uh, we don't seem to get with anybody else in the uh, as a as a as a forward there. So I would when we're going to go on to the team selection. I'm sorry, I'm I'm going ahead of myself again. Um, but um, uh, so I don't think there's a moment for Pochettino to have. I just think he's got to try and as he I think he put it was to be um, compete better. He said compete better, and then it's only a matter of time. So he, I think, is happy with the setup that he's got. He just somehow needs to get them to um, function better. And the fact that they have such a big percentage of the uh, of the game 
needs to be turned into something in the final third. But once again, this is the same problem we've had for two seasons. So, uh, you know, unless he does something, um, unless Sterling, Sterling then, you know, was fantastic against Luton, but it was Luton. You know, Sterling needs to to put on his his super boots and, uh, and, and score another goal like he scored against Luton and really be a, a terrific, difficult player for Bournemouth to deal with because then he'll set players up. But I think... If they give him the room, I think Serling could easily uh, set Jackson up and Jackson could score a hat-trick, actually. I think Jackson is a decent player. I just think he's, as he says, as, as Poch says, he's uh, he's a bit green. You know, he, he's he's not used to the, the Premier League. So, um, uh, and we haven't got anybody else. He's got to be quite good in the end. Carney as well, JK. Carney is a big loss, I think. Oh, I agree completely. Was... I, agree. I agree. He scored a great goal against West Ham. Great. We were really good in the first half against West Ham. And then he had a good hour against Liverpool. Good yeah. Good hour against Liverpool and a good 40 minutes against yeah. West Ham. And he was linking up with uh Carney was linking up with with Jackson the way Yunkunku was, that little one-twos, little touches here, good movement. And once he went off against West Ham, we we just lost that. That attacking threat because Jackson has looked a little bit lost since uh, Carney's got injured. Apart from obviously the Luton game, which uh, you, you have to take into account the opposition. But you know, if you look for the second half against West Ham under pressure, when we needed an attacking potent force against Forest, we didn't have one. And you need to look at who's who's surrounding Jackson at the moment. Yeah. I don't think there is a moment, a Conte moment anymore. Mm. I don't think there is one with this side. I think this side just has to get better um, by playing, playing in the Premier League and some of them stre- stretching themselves, mm. dealing with better opposition than they're used to. In a sense, it's, it's, a, it's a big experiment, putting all these youngsters, these under-25s, into, a, uh, into the, 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 the maelstrom of, of the, the Premier League. Yeah, you win nothing with kids. So is that the same? Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, and Daniel, it's always tricky after an international break. You know, players come back at different times. Caicedo hasn't trained. Mm. Uh, Enzo being back for one day. Um, but do you think it could be a bit of a blessing for Chelsea and Poch that he's had this time after that defeat, you know, to really reflect on on what he's doing, or mm. as, as J.K. said, it's more of the same, and these players have just got to play, and it, it sort of is what it is right now. Well, it's sort of up in the air because he wouldn't, you know, as you said, these players have been away. He he commented on, you know, it's nice to 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 train with with youngsters who maybe he hadn't trained with before and get to know them and their personalities, what they're like, and that that's what has mucked us up over the years, isn't it? It's been a revolving door of managers, you know, who might have favoured certain youngsters. They get sacked, and then a new manager comes in who has no knowledge of these youngsters, so they're all back to square one. So this international break would would have helped a certain number of youngsters who. With that dream and hope of playing in the first team, and he's yeah, he's just got to sort of patch us up. I can see Enzo playing because I think Enzo will be heavily relied on by Poch over you know the next year or his whole reign as as, as Chelsea manager. Casado, he didn't seem you know he was hopeful, but I wouldn't be surprised if he if he doesn't play. But yeah, he's just got to get you know like us. I bet he's fed up with freaking international breaks. You know, I don't particularly enjoy them. You know, I don't really watch England and USA play at freaking early hours in the morning. So I just wake up and check their result. But yeah, I don't enjoy them. I'm a club man and can't wait to get back. But yeah, this is, you know, it's times like this that he really has to earn his earn his stars and earn his wages, doesn't he? Getting his team together, especially as he, as I said, half three quarters of that team, he, he wouldn't have been with for the last week and a half. Yeah, well, before we tell you who 
we think might play. I'll tell you who's definitely not playing because um, Chelsea are now doing injury reports, which is really helpful for us uh, doing scripts. Uh, so, Romeo Lavea, uh, Benoit Badia-Shield, Armando Broja, Ruth James, Marcus Bettinelli, Trevor Chalabar, Karnin Chukwemeka, Wesley Fofana and Christopher Nkuku uh, all out. So, I think JK was talking about the international break, but despite that, you know, not really much has changed for the potches there. No one's coming back uh, after this break. It's he hasn't had an opportunity. He hasn't had an opportunity to work with them much, has he? If they've all been playing in, internationally, so he's been. Whether it's um, it's been two weeks where he's been able to uh, try and work out a better team selection or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you do as a manager when um, you can't work with any of your players and you've got two weeks off. So. Uh, um, Perhaps you have ideas and you want to make them work, and you chat to your your fellow coaches. And uh, um, I think he'd have had. I don't. I don't even think he had Cole, uh, Cole Palmer playing, did he? If he'd gone off to play with the under twenty ones or the mm. um, mm. um, it's a shame that Lavia has uh, has, has done his has done his ligament, hasn't he? Apparently in training because he was training with him and he was doing rather well. I think we'd have seen him start. Or at least have some part to play at the weekend, and uh, he's he's gone back. He's about six weeks out, I think, or more. Um, they're not having much luck, are they, with this? It seems uh, it seems such a shame, but uh, I don't think this this doesn't strike me as being much down to the um, the staff as just unfortunate tackles and unfortunate muscle injuries, or just uh, yeah, good discussion on the um, Q&A show about that actually I listened to that this week um, so if you haven't listened to that make sure you do um, let's um, I'll tell you what I think Poch will do then this is what I think Poch is going to pick uh, in a 4-2-3-1 so Sanchez in goal uh, Gustav right back Diazzi and Silva centre backs I think Chilwell is going to play left back um, and then have Enzo and Gallagher as the two because um, yes, yes, I think he'll, he'll drop Colwell yeah I agree yeah yeah. Um is Silva, then, did Silva play for Brazil though during the week? Did he have a long journey? Because he normally he was back training. Or was he, he back training? training pitches? So I'm guessing he was back quicker than the others. All right, which pitch case he'll play? Because remember he used to be if he'd ever gone to South America, he was he was rested most of the time when he came yeah. back. I think he was training yesterday, so he was back quicker than yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. the others. Yeah, it's a good um, point. You'll play Chilwell properly at left back. Yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah. And then go with Palmer, Sterling, and Madueki behind Jackson. Yeah. Uh, Dave, let me come to you first then. Um, thoughts on that? Do you think Chilwell's going to go back to left back or stay as the left winger? I think he'll stay as the left winger. I think, I don't, I think arguably uh, this season we've outplayed every team we've played. Uh, and on another day would have won, you know, the games against Liverpool, West Ham and, and Forest. I thought Forest, we just thought, you know, everything was right until we got to that final third, you know, quite a lot of damning on Sterling. But even in that game, he set up the two chances that you, you would hope for Jackson in the first and second half to put away. Uh, and I think I believe with Poch as well. I think if if you know if you give a stellar cameo, obviously off the bench, I, I believe you will get a chance. And having said that, so I don't think we've seen any rather good performances off the bench. So I can't see anything that's going to push him to change it. Having said that, I'm not including Cole Palmer in that. I'm I'm, I'm thinking of maybe Madweke or or Mudrick or you know you, you got to earn that right. Uh, but I believe Cole Powell will 
Cole Palmer will play. And I think he'll play in the 10. You know, I think his movement, his vision, his mobility is is, is very impressive. Uh, you know, he can go left, he can go right, he can go through the middle. You know, when you've got those attributes, it's a massive plus for us. And I think he will get his first start for us, you know, unleashed to an extent to cause damage, which I believe he will. Uh, I, But yeah, I'm going, I think he'll see that Cole Will hasn't played, you know, got taken away for England training, clearly, with no intent to play uh, due to Southgate in his favour. He should have played him instead of Maguire, shouldn't he? Yeah. Dunk was, I have to say, was excellent. And, and as I said, as I said earlier, you know, he complained about the criticism Maguire gets, and I know a lot of it is social media driven, and some of it is nasty. But he's caused this by constantly sticking to players who are, are out of form. And I like one thing I do like about Southgate uh, that he does give people a chance. You know, unlike other managers, you'd have had to play well for two or three years before you actually got in. He he has, but he he's also got that other side to him where he sticks to bang average freaking players who are not in playing in the Premier League but because they might play for bigger clubs per se he he uh, he, he would choose them and have them around but having said that yeah I think he'll play Cole well I think he'll have practically the same team I, I can see Casado on the bench because of his travelling oh, so, so play Palmer instead of Casado do you think? I think yeah I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Sanchez I'm going to have the same setup. you know Gusto on, on the right Desai, Silva and Colwell playing back whatever he does the left back or left centre back or whatever in, in transition out transition in possession out possession whatever bollocks you want to uh, make out and I'll have Gallagher and Enzo uh, with what's obviously Chilwell on that left Cole Palmer in front of Gallagher and Enzo and I'll have Sterling and Jackson that's what I think Who and does think- that mean it isn't playing then? I don't think he'll play Casado uh, and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Dean had Noni to start. Didn't and I do like Noni. I, 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 there's I, there's definitely a player in there. I like his attitude. I like his personality. Every time I see him, you know, he always says the right things. He talks about playing for Chelsea and how much of an honour it is and how much it should be an honour for other players. And in his interviews and his mucking around in, in, in the week when they're mentioning about the, uh, when the, the new... Uh, EA Sports game and their ratings, you know, he comes across so, so, you know, so likeable. Uh, so was, I, I'd like to see him play, but I just believe Cole Palmer, you know, that little cameo he had against Forrest, he looked very bright. Uh, and I think he just wished he had a week with him, you know, training and all that. I just think he'll, he'll unleash him. I think he'll think Bournemouth away is, is a good game to, to, to give him his, 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 his first start early on in his Chelsea career. Yeah. I, th- I think he'll play Casido because he seemed to be quite positive about him in the press conference. Mm. It's, yeah, it's a good point. If we, maybe if we had Champions League in the week, you know, in another world, then he wouldn't have done. But yeah, again, yeah, it's a hard. Obviously, we'll find out sooner or later. But we've we've week in between our games, he's got plenty of uh, recovery time. Yeah, so, so JK, you cheer well, left back or left wing back? I suppose that's the um, question we're all asking. <clears throat> I think he'll stick with the the team he had uh, um, last week, actually. Um, oh, so you say exactly the same as me, but none. Oh, so you're saying Casado, but you're saying Noni will start instead of Cole Palmer. No, I, I don't think Noni doesn't get in though, does he? In that sense, can he start against Forest? No, no, he came on. Oh, sorry. sorry came on yeah. um, no, I think it'll be. I think he'll play the same team he played against Forest. And he'll he'll just with the the view that he'll bring the same substitutes on. Oh, sorry, yeah, because he had Gallagher started as well, didn't he? So it was literally Casado instead of Cole Palmer. In my my way, again, I think he'll do that again. I, you know, it, once again, we're in a a world of of options, which is that he could 
he, the other option, as we've said, is he could play Chilwell at left back, not play Colwell, um, uh, and play Madweke, um, and play Palmer instead of Gallagher. So you've got F Fernandez plays more of a um, if Casado's playing de defensive midfielder, then um, Fernandez plays slightly further back, and then Palmer is more of a, uh, a libero to use the 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 Italian. Perception of it is actually more of the creative midfielder, but that slightly, to me, gets in the way of of what um, uh, of what he's been doing. I, I I think he'll stick to the original side and then put players on accordingly to how the game evolves, which is what he did against Forest. I thought I thought he was a bit late, Pochettino, in um, in taking players off and just putting forwards on because Forest, which which Spurs fans do. If you talk to them, they will say his his reactionary subs are really slow. Slow, yeah, mm. yeah, because it was so obvious after the one nil they weren't making any effort other than to defend. So he should actually have brought shouldn't have cared about having a having the defenders on, but he did it ultimately, and it then got looked a bit looked a bit crowded because you had too many creative, you had too many wingers on. Well, did he had three wingers on? Didn't he? he had Mudrick, um, Jones, uh, um, Mudrick, um, Palmer, Jones. Fuck God, a Mudrick, Palmer, and. Um, and Madweke on. Mm. Well, as Sterling, there were four wingers on one. They were there five wingers on in the end. They all seem to get in each other's way. But, uh, you know, at least I suppose he's making an attacking effort. Um, yeah. Mm. You know, so, but no, I think he'll play the same team he played last week. Once again, we're in a, you know, who who knows? He might be inspired by Palmer to play him left wing um, and um, play, as you say, not play Colwell and put Chilwell at left back. But I think I think he's 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 stated his fact, the fact really that Colwell is the, you know, he's he's put his money where his mouth is. Colwell is in the four at the back there, because because Colwell is a great prospect. I think it's all about they're all great prospects. You know, what do you do? Do you keep playing them to make them used to the Premier League? You know, I think Colwell would be pretty good because he played a lot of games for Brighton last year, um, so he's one of them with more experience of the Premier League. Um, yeah, ten and a half though. Yeah, not at left back. <laughs> yes, yeah. maybe to play him there. Yeah, but he is. Yes, he's not at left back, is he? Let's be honest. Yeah, so the best, I think the, the question that we do, well, Chidge with this, we, we say, what is the team you would like to play? I would like to play Chilwell at left back, drop Colwell, play Palmer left wing, um, and, uh, um, uh, and that would mean, I suppose, Gallagher not playing. Um, uh, if you no, if you play, left, play Palmer left wing, what does that mean? Um, uh, Gallagher still play at the, as the, yeah, still yeah, so all you're doing is that change. Otherwise, it's the same on the right. Gusto has to play because everybody else is injured. Gusto's good enough. He needs to get better. Um, he get into any side in the Premier League. Gusto, de very decent fullback. Just his crossing's a bit Dave-like, unfortunately. Um, and uh, and and Thiago keeps his place. And Dzazi is is clearly very competent and. You know, work in progress as like the others, but he's clearly a, a decent centre half at the moment. He's not a top centre half, but he the more he plays, I think the the better he'll be because he was very decent for Monaco. Um, but yeah, so so I, I, it's either of the two for me. He'll either play the same or he'll he'll do the little tweak at uh, uh, with Tuchel at left back and drop Colwell. I don't think he'll do that. I think he'll play exactly the same team he played against Forest. Well, we will find out at one o'clock one o'clock on Sunday. Um, time to. Um, get our own predictions then. Um, before we do that, some context for our last five results away at Bournemouth. Uh, obviously, beat them 3 1 under Frank Lampard last season. Uh, we drew two all the season before that. 
Uh, we lost 4-0, of course, in 2019 under Sarri. Uh, <laughs> beat them 1-0 in 2017. That was Eden Hazard goal. Was that that match, actually? Uh, and then we beat them 3-1 in April of the same year, uh, the season before that. So, you know, what's that? One, two, three wins, one draw, one defeat. Sort of a happy stomping ground for us, I suppose, more than uh, Stanford Bridge anyway. So, JK, 4-5 nil. <laughs> <laughs> you know me too well. <laughs> I've put, no, I've been a bit bit conservative, small c, on my um, uh, Premier predictions this week because I was, after the first week where I got 152 points, I've slowly but surely gone back to my rightful position, which is about 30 from the bottom, and there are 1,500 people involved. So I'm about 1,470 um, minus 28, I think I am. Um, uh, but I think um, I think they'll win 3-1. I think it'll be like last season. Uh, Dave? Yeah, you know what? What mucks me up every week is... Apart from if we're playing Liverpool away, I always do freaking Chelsea to win. You know, Liverpool away, I might do a 1-1, but bloody Premier League predictions, which I don't appreciate. Chidge took a bit of a dig at me last time. I'm usually not too bad. I'm usually like top 15, but I've had a stinker of us. He, he digs, you know. He, he does, he does. He's a, he's a cheeky git. Yeah, he is completely. I have to accept the fact that I'm a, the laughing stock for any prediction. You know, just... I'm usually quite good. As I said, I'm usually about 15th. I'm all usually behind Martin Wickham and, and Marco, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not far behind them. But yeah, I've had a stinker of a start for the season. I am literally Everton at the moment, so I'm, I'm hoping uh, my prediction of Bournemouth nil, Chelsea two will uh, get me a nice. Is it 50 points you get for right? 50 yeah, or 40 yeah. points. Uh, so I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying two nil Chelsea. Yeah, I set fire to my twenty pound this year instead of giving it to um, predictions. <laughs> I gave up last season after like sort of halfway. Just didn't yeah, we it. noticed. Yeah, um, Texas Dave says two all on Mixler. Oh, um, Texas so Dave. I was going to say two nil, but I say two one. Solanke will probably score. Nah, he's play for Chelsea, and that's how the way it goes. Um, we'll forget this anyway by Monday, so we won't know um, if any of us were right. Um, sadly, that is all we've got time for tonight. Um, thanks again to Craig from Up the Cherries in all. Was it departments or direction? Departments. Department. Yeah. I kept thinking of a of a of a department store like Debenhams whenever he said that. I was thinking, why is there a Debenhams involvement in in uh, um, Bournemouth in some way? But you know, perhaps that's that. We should have asked him what the origin of the title was, shouldn't we? Mm. Yeah, Sounds like he gets some Stella Gifts on though, doesn't he? Some much Stella guests on there. Harry Redknapp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Blimey, yeah, big mates, he says, with people. You go, oh, okay, thank you for that. Yeah, mm. Different yeah. club, though, different world. Yeah, different, true. Different, different media, different different air, sea air. For yeah. Seagulls, get seagulls there. Yeah, Rats. horrible things. Rats with wings. Yeah. <laughs> so much of seagulls, we'll bid for them. <laughs> JK, pleasure to speak to you again, see you as always. See you on Monday. Great fun. Yeah. Well done. Good stuff. And then good to see you. I'll see you again soon. For um, yeah, hopefully I'll see you again yeah. soon when we start doing the uh, women's podcast again. Obviously, it's always a pleasure sharing time with JK. Yeah, I've enjoyed it tonight. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having me. And thanks to those who've listened along uh, in Mixler as always. Uh, remember, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Chelsea Fancast. Me at Dean Mears, JK at Jonathan Kidd, and Dane at D Wit Nine. Uh, JK and I will be back on Monday evening at seven thirty for the usual Chelsea Fancast show. Well, we'll be joined by Mr. Marco Worrell. Uh, so looking forward to that. And until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it Chelsea. Let's the Chelsea, you useless bastards. Let's the Chelsea, let's